Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, November 11th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, we made it through a very, very topsy-turvy, topsy-turvy, turbulent, try saying that 10 times, topsy-turvy, turbulent week. And when we started on Monday, it was the eve of the election and everyone was very excited. They were waiting finally after all this time, the election and expecting, you know, Republicans to do incredibly well, incredibly well. And then, of course, the election day came and things looked kind of uh, watered down as far as the Republicans go. And as the week has inched along, we have no final, no finality, no no closure, no closure on the election. And uh, we'll see if we have closure by the time this show airs on Monday night next week. But right now, all we know, we know a couple of new things. We know that um, the AP has called. The AP has called uh, the election for for Mark Kelly defeating Blake Masters, which would mean that Republicans, the Democrats now hit 49. So the Democrats are one seat away now from taking the majority, while the Republicans need two, remember, because 50 goes to the Democrats because of the tiebreaker with Kamala Harris. It would be the same dynamic we've had for the last two years, 50-50 with the tiebreaker. Democrats could actually get the 51 if Black Salt loses to Masto in Nevada, and then in the in the toss up in the toss up <laughs> in the um, runoff, Kelly loses. That uh, Kelly, uh, listen to me, Hershwalker loses to Raphael Warnock. So the most the Democrats can get are fifty one. The most the Republicans can get. Well, I say that both they can both get to fifty one, right? Yes, they can both get to fifty one. Um, the problem is that. Now, the best case scenario for Republicans is a runoff, is winning the runoff. That's the best case scenario is they'd have to win Nevada. They'd have to win Nevada and then win the runoff. Laxalt would have to win and then Walker would have to win. If Laxalt loses, if Laxalt loses, and there's still a distinct possibility he will, um, then, then the Democrats have the Senate. They won't need they won't need the, uh, the Warnock seat to take the Senate. So as this has moved along, has inched along, it has looked more and more like Democrats have a better shot than the Republicans to keep the Senate. I mean, as I speak right now, OK, on 11 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on Friday, as I speak right now, um, it's it, it, it's like I said, it's 49-49 and the Laxalt uh, uh, Masto race is almost tied, but the problem is, is that lately anyway, with these last few batches of votes that have come in, she has gained. Okay. So she has gained on him. And if it keeps going like this with many people thinking it will, she will pass him. So what they say now, you'd rather be her than him. Yes. I'd rather be her than him right now. They say at this point. That, of course, can change. But since you'd rather be her than him, that would mean the Democrats have a better shot of taking the Senate. If Laxalt were to pull this out, then it all comes down 
to then it really is a 50-50 proposition it all comes down to the runoff in the house republicans as uh, as i'm speaking to you have 211 which they've been stuck on for about 2 days now well the democrats have 201 so democrats have really gained they're only 10 seats behind now um and really over the last 24 to 48 hours republicans have may have gained one or two in the house and democrats have gained like 15 10 to 15 so it's it's still likely the Republicans win the House, but there's still a shot, believe it or not, which is an abomination that the Democrats could could take it. I mean, as I speak right now, the Republicans still need seven more to go their way, while the Democrats need 17 more to go their way. So we'll see what happens. But Republicans still have the better shot, obviously, at taking the House. But it would be a what two eight two twenty maybe. Right, 220 seats, maybe, maybe two over the minimum. So it would be a very, very slim, very, 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 very slim majority. Um, and you know, obviously, most of the talk has been about uh, DeSantis and um, and Trump, and what is next for the Republican Party? Where does the Republican Party go from here? Well. The Republican Party can go in a, in, a, in a bunch of different directions. They could go with the DeSantis direction, where most of them get behind Ron DeSantis. Um, they can be split. They can be split where you have, you know, some people in the party going. Here's the thing about Trump. You know, I've talked about Trump a lot lately, and I've gotten very angry at his childishness over the last few days. But the problem is that. Trump derangement syndrome works both ways. I mean, over the, I've talked about Trump derangement syndrome for the past year as being something the uh, the Democrats as being something that Democrats suffer from. Right? I've talked about Trump derangement syndrome as something that the left has suffered from. I talk about that a lot, but it's also something the right suffer from. I think Trump derangement syndrome goes both ways. Okay, whether you there are people who love him. And he can do no wrong. And people who hate, I mean, in other words, both sides take it to the extreme, their, their visceral love or their visceral hatred for Donald Trump. And I don't think that's a healthy thing for the human psyche. I don't think that's a healthy thing for the human condition. And now, you know, we're seeing a lot of this lately with the Trump derangement syndrome on both sides, where you have people who just cannot admit that he's acting like an asshole. You have people who just can't admit if you put all the cards on the table, on the table, that Ron DeSantis is the better candidate moving forward. He just is. He's 35 years younger. Okay. He's a fresher face. He's just off this massive, massive win in Florida. He's turned Florida from a lean Democratic state to a solid Republican state in, in, the, in four short years. Okay. He got... Latinos to vote for him. He got independents to vote for him. He got everyone to vote for him. He got Democrats to vote for him. He turned Miami-Dade County from eight points uh, Biden to 11 points in 19 points swing in a two-year period. He is the way forward. He has, doesn't have the baggage Trump has. And yes, of course, the Democrats, the opposing party will always come up with stuff, but he doesn't have the real fundamental baggage that Donald Trump has. He doesn't have the temper Donald Trump has. He's much more calm and thoughtful than Donald Trump is. And 
I think I can prove that by showing what's happened over the last 48 hours, where Trump has gone unhinged all over Ron DeSantis's ass. Oh, because Ron DeSantis might run against the great Donald Trump. That's why he that's why he deserves this barrage of hatred, because he might decide maybe not, but he might decide to run against the great Donald Trump. Whereas Donald Trump has been so unhinged and screaming and screaming about Ron DeSantis, DeSantis hasn't said a thing showing incredible control and calmness. And that's exactly what this nation needs. That's exactly, I believe, what the Republicans need moving forward. I was talking to a friend last night who has Trump derangement syndrome of the left kind. I mean, that's what I'm going to. I think I'm coming up with this now. I think I'm coming up with this terminology. Trump derangement syndrome of the left kind and Trump derangement syndrome of the right kind. And this is the Trump derangement of the left kind. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, and we agree, though, that people are just tired. of It's exhausting. It's exhausting to have this. Trump was a novelty i think in a lot of ways for that one term for four years but i think people have have worn tired of that novelty they don't want that again where they wake up and they're wondering what is what did he say today what crazy thing did he say today what's going to give me hot re, uh, acid reflux today i think people don't want that anymore now we live in a society where we live in a country where there'll always be drama around the president you know my friend said to me we need a president who has no drama that's not going to happen anymore because we just live in a world of the media, of social media. Every president of the United States is going to create drama or people will create drama around them. It's just the way it goes. So this idea of a drama-free president isn't going to happen anymore in any of our lifetimes. I don't believe. I think it'll just get worse. And we are now in, in an arena of like a cage fight, right? Everything's a cage fight now when it comes to politics. It's not the old olden days where you have the, you know, these you two people who are erudite and just just to discuss issues. No, it's not that way anymore. It will always become personal. It'll always become personal now. They're always going to. And one of the reasons is the campaign is too damn long. In other countries where they have 30 or 60 day campaigns, it's so streamlined. And that's good because they're forced to talk about the issues. They have no time to bring in personal stuff. We have such a long, drawn out campaign. Remember, Forget about Trump, who may or may not announce ridiculously next week. But by February, March, April of next year, people will start announcing. That's normal. So think about that. People will start announcing almost a year before the first primaries. A year before the first. And the primaries go forever. So a year and a half, basically. It's so long and drawn out that, of course, people are going to have time to talk about other things other than, you know, issues. How many? How often can you talk about the issues? People start talking about personal stuff and the quality of the person and, you know, so on and so forth. That's the nature of elections in the United States. It should change. It's not going to. That won't change in our lifetimes either. In fact, like I said, it's only gotten worse. So we're at the point now if you can forget about these, you know, uh, gentlemanly or womenly battles. You can forget about no drama. That's not the way it's going to be. But I think people are over the Trump drama of a daily feeling of anxiety over what is he going to do today? What stupid thing is he going to say today? What childish rant is he going to do today? He just did it again. He just again with Ron DeSantis. And now he's starting again saying the, the you know, the, the election in Arizona has to be done over. Do over, do over. So people are tired of this. Now, when it comes to Trump, Trump being a formidable candidate, he may have been in 2016 because he was a new thing in 2016. People like Jeb Bush. 
Chris Christie, uh, Ted Cruz, these lifetime professional politicians had never seen an entity like this before. They were not, they were, they were back on their heels. It was a boxer with, with, with special moves and punches they had never seen before or a pitcher with pitches they had never seen before. And they were taken aback. That is over now. People know Donald Trump's game. He's not a new thing anymore. They've adjusted, just like hitters adjust to a new pitcher they hadn't seen before. That's what, and that's what's going to happen now. Plus, he has lost now. Remember, he lost in 2020. He had that chink in his armor. He was defeated by a 76-year-old guy with dementia. Trump has been bloodied now. He wasn't bloodied back in 2016. Not only that, if you really think about it, someone brought this up today. I hadn't even thought about this. Trump lost the popular vote twice. He lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton by three mil and to Biden by seven million. This guy is not untouchable. He will let you believe he's untouchable because of his bravado. People around him will, will make you believe he's MAGA king and untouchable. But it's not true. The facts don't bear it out. Trump has lost both elections by a combined total of T likes to talk about. I got more votes than the say. No, you lost both elections by a combined total of 10 million votes to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, you loser. OK, but people are starting to realize this now. Micah Chopley, as brilliant as I am, I'm not the only one that knows this. I'm not the only one that knows this. And I can tell you that Ron DeSantis certainly ain't afraid of Donald Trump because probably no one knows him better than Ron DeSantis. He knows his game. He knows his moves. And right now he's playing this great game of chess. I mean, it really shows how he would deal with him throughout the primary, right? Very stealthily, in a very professional manner. And so I think Donald Trump has really worn out. You know, people wear out their welcome after a while. And Donald Trump is like, imagine a roommate like that, where at first he's fun. I, I get it. I get I, I watch his rallies. I get that he's funny sometimes. I get it. And the people who like him like that, right, that he makes them laugh. He puts on a performance. And believe me, a lot of this Donald Trump dump does is performative. I have no doubt that behind the scenes he says, look at these morons buying this stuff. But it's a performance, it's like a World Wrestling Federation performance. And it is funny at times, but it's wearing and grating now. And, you know, that kind of funny might be okay from a talk show host or a podcast host, but we don't need that kind of thing from the president of the United States. We need someone who's a bit more presidential, okay, just a bit more presidential. And I, I think this all factors in to DeSantis being the much, much, much. I don't think it's close, people. I don't think it's close between DeSantis and Trump. I think I think there's a a a a, a big gap between the two. The only thing I think if DeSantis decides he's not going to run, that leaves things wide open. That leaves things wide open because then there's no name anymore. Right. There's no recognizable name anymore. And, and that leaves it wide open for Donald Trump. That's why I think Ron DeSantis has to run. Because he's probably, you know, I, I don't think Trump would run roughshod over Mike Pence either. I think Mike Pence may decide to run. He may not. Mike Pence is such an old fashioned. I know he just wrote that book and he's such an old fashioned kind of politician. I mean, he's basically like a, 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 I wouldn't say cookie cutter conservative, but he's just kind of like the old fashioned conservative, right? He's from Indiana. He's truly religious. He doesn't use religion just to get votes. The guy's a truly religious guy. You might think he's wacky sometimes, but he's truly religious. He's, you know, you can imagine what kind of a White House, 
what kind of a White House this guy was thrust into? I know they wanted him on that ticket because he stabilized the Trump ticket. But think about a Mike Pence from Indiana, how straight-laced he is, right? <laughs> Having to deal with a guy like Trump every day. It must have been very difficult. It, there must have been times where he went back to his wife, what was he called, a mother, and said, can you believe what he's doing? I, I'd imagine it was very tough. It was very tough for a guy from Indiana dealing with this guy from Queens. And it couldn't have been easy. But I think he could get into the ring also because he knows Trump very well. And I think he knows his bullshit and he knows what he's all about. So he could be someone who's, you know, who's, he doesn't excite me, Mike Pence. But he's also someone who, if he was president, I, I would feel comfortable with. I would feel like he's not going to do anything crazy. So this is really not, uh, I'm a DeSantis guy, but this this can be very interesting. It really can. But I think it would be more interesting if Trump just didn't run, to tell you the truth. Because, you know, Trump is like that tornado whirlwind, right? He likes to, he just eats everything up in his way. And I think that's, an, that's a, a really big problem. And it's something that will hurt the Republican Party, not help them. We're seeing it hurting them just in these results, in these results. And they can't deny it. The right, the, the, the Trump derangement syndrome of the right type, the right kind, will say this is not his fault. But of course it's his fault. His candidates are dropping one by one now. Even at this point, there's no, even at this point, if, if a miracle were to happen, if an absolute miracle were to happen, and you had Laxalt hanging on, which he probably won't, and Walker winning, which he might probably won't, it's still a law, it's still a disaster. It, this should not have been close. Remember, they were, the best Republicans can do now is 51. They might not even get to 50. People were talking about 54, 55, 56. They were talking about 240, 250 in the House. The Republicans were lucky to get 221, 222. It was a disaster. Governor's races, they should have won, right? That they lost. You know, Kerry Lake can still lose. Think about that nuttiness. Think about how bad, think about how bad that is for Trump. If Kerry Lake loses to a Democrat in Arizona, if a Republican, when the Republican just had that seat and Ducey loses it and it flips a Democrat in a border state, a border state with all those immigration issues and economic issues and a, a, a lean Republican state and it goes to a Democrat, that would be a huge bust for Donald Trump if that would happen. And it looks like it's more likely than not that it will at this point. So it's, 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 it is his fault. They were his candidates because there's no doubt. If Republicans had gotten 55 in the Senate and 240 in the House, he'd be taking total credit for it. And in a way, he'd have the right to. So the flip side of that is it's his fault. They lost. They didn't win. They didn't win. We're three days into this and Republicans will probably lose the Senate and maybe sh just shave by in the House. And that is not acceptable in the political climate we've been in the last couple of years. And it's only not it, it happened because we know that midterms usually go very poorly for the for the president, the, the president's party, even if the president is kind of uh, liked and this guy was not. So the difference in this election is Donald Trump. OK, that's the difference in this election. Donald Trump. So we know it's his fault. It is his fault. Yeah, you could blame Mitch McConnell. I know Masters isn't Blake Masters a great porn name. Blake Masters. Maybe that's what he can do next. But anyway, he blamed McConnell, and I get it. I get that. McConnell didn't put the kind of money that was needed into some of these races. McConnell's another old fool. They're all old fools. Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell, Biden, Trump. Get rid of all of them, Fauci. Get rid of all of them. 
They're, they've had their time. If they ever had a time, it's over. It's time to move on. That's another thing I tell people. This is enough is enough with these 80 octogenarian presidents. People are tired of that too. They're tired of the anxiety. They're tired of the drama. And they're tired of the old white men. They're tired of it. It's time to move on. Now, the, the Trump derangement syndrome of the right kind will not agree with that. They won't. This is the same thing. Like I said, my, my liberal friend in New York who hates Donald Trump, who's got TDS of the left kind, everyone who Donald Trump touches or anyone who he perceived to be Trump-like, which is almost every Republican, he calls a fascist and he hates them. He goes insane. Of course, he goes totally overboard. But we're seeing the same thing from people with TDS of the right kind. If you say anything negative about Donald Trump, if you say maybe he shouldn't run for president again, they totally they want to destroy you. They call you, what do they call you? A rhino, a fake, a fake conservative, whatever that means. What does a fake Republican mean? What the fuck does that mean? Can't use it with me. I've never been a Republican. So they both go overboard, right? TDS of the left kind goes overboard. Anyone that's any, any, has any connection to Donald Trump is, is a fascist, horrible person. And the TDS of the right kind, anyone who dare criticize Trump is, is a, is, is a fraud is a Republican fraud. They're insane. Both sides are equally insane. I'm sorry. Both sides are equally insane. And it's just, this is just bad for the human psyche to have this guy around. Because you take him out of the equation, I think people can be a little bit normal again, don't you think? I think if you take Trump out of the equation, it'll be back, we'll get back to what it used to be, which is just a good battle, like like uh, like um, Bush and uh, uh, Kerry, you know, like Romney and Obama. Remember the old-fashioned battles we had but this is just insane with these people and you can't talk to either of them you can't talk to either of them i can't tell my 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 friend with tds of the left kind that a, a blake masters or a Kerry lake or a uh, laxalt is not is not a fascist is not a bad person they don't believe it because they believe they're trying believe they believe they're maga i can't tell people uh, who have tds of the right kind that, you know, I never, I never really hated Donald Trump, but he just shouldn't run again. No, you're a phony. You're a fake. They just, they, they cannot accept facts. They can't accept common sense. They can't just breathe and think. And that's what Donald Trump does to people. He makes both sides go insane. And we don't need that again. We don't need two years of campaigning. We don't need that. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll be political fodder for the show. But look, I don't think people want to talk about this on this show. I don't, I don't want to talk about it every day. I don't think people want to listen to it every day. I think people are already over this election. So it, it's like, what is the point of all this? Really, what's the point of all this? If we're just going to go down the same roads again, if we're just going to go down the same road again, it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. Now we're seeing Republicans who weren't saying that a week ago, you know, Mark Levin, and that's that's what I mean about people with TDS of the right kind. You're going to call Mark Levin a fake conservative, a fake Republican, simply because he said something like it may be time to go on, move on with someone else like DeSantis or that that press that crazy, nutty press release I read on yesterday's show, which got me so angry, was wrong for Trump to put out. That's how crazy these people are. So. I want to end the craziness on both sides. And I think eliminating Donald Trump from the equation would go a good long way, good ways to eliminating that, that, that craziness, that craziness. But the problem is Donald Trump feeds off this craziness. You know, he feeds off 
he feeds off the negativity, right? He feeds off everything. He feeds off people liking him. He feeds off people hating him. It's like a organism. He's like an organism, you know, and it just sucks everything in. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's like, once again, back in 2016, no one had ever seen this before. So they were all like, wow. All these politicians were like, no one has did this at a debate before, right? just screamed and interrupted people and called people losers and fatties. And no one ever, no politician ever did that before. They were caught off guard and the whirlwind of Donald Trump just totally annihilated all of them. But now we're six years past that and people know his game. They understand his game. They're tired of his game. And most importantly, politicians like Ron DeSantis and political consultants are, are ready for his game. Okay. They're now ready for his game. And part of the readiness we're seeing from Ron DeSantis, which is just letting Donald Trump implode on his own, letting him implode on his own, not sniping back. Because once again, that organism feeds on that, that thrust and parry, that sniping. Okay, that organism feeds on that. So you have to just not do it. And Ron DeSantis is not doing it. Showing in these very early stages of this, what could be a primary battle that he's got Trump's number. He's got Trump's number. Remember, if you look at the, if you remember the primaries of 2016, after after a few of the, those debates, people like Jeb Bush and Chris Christie and, and Ted Cruz and others tried to snipe back and it, they were destroyed even more because Donald Trump has called himself a counterpuncher. He doesn't just counterpunch. He punches first, too. But he likes to counterpunch. So you feed into that and no one can do it as good as him. You see, no one can no one can be as nasty, as spiteful, as addictive you know, as clever with his names that he comes up with that he, he can, they can't do it. They tried it and they couldn't do it. They fell flat. They looked even dumber and he destroyed them. He went for the, he went for the, you know, he went for the, uh, the throat and he won. So once again, we're so far past that now. I don't think that game's going to work anymore. And he's losing people that he had back then. He's losing a lot of people that supported him in 2016 and again in 2020. And I think he's seeing that also, and it's making him very upset. He's losing networks. He's losing people on Fox News, you know. I mean, he lost a couple of them a long time ago. He lost, like, you know, Laura Ingram a while back and a few others. But now I think he's losing everyone because they see that this is only going to hurt the party and hurt their chances of w really winning in 2024, winning the White House and taking back Congress in, in, a, in, a, in a forceful way. So I think I think people now are getting it. That's, that's what I believe. I don't expect Trump to get it. I don't expect, I expect Trump, the organism that is Trump to fight even harder now because of what's happening. But I think he's just going to end up losing. I think that's what would happen. If he runs, he'll end up losing probably to someone like DeSantis. If DeSantis decides to win, yeah, decides to run and he'll do the same thing he's doing now, right? He'll say, it was cheated. He'll say the establishment cheated. He'll say Ron DeSantis cheated in Florida and he's cheated again. You know, you know, that's what Trump's going to say. Trump's not going to say people finally got tired of me. Oh, I, I lost. I lost. Another thing happened today that I was reminded Jake Shields, the MMA guy who's on Twitter, who was suspended for seven days for nothing. For, he was suspended for seven days for using the word groomer, believe it or not. Um, so Musk hasn't changed things the way he said he was going to. Not, not yet anyway. But um Shields um, shared a tweet of Donald Trump's from back when he was president. And it said 
Look at look at look at Sweden's numbers. They're terrible. We're terrible. We did the right thing, locking down. It was the right thing to do. So right there, right there, you're talking about a total blown chance, right? He was for lockdowns. And in that tweet, he said, I was for lockdowns. And he lied. He lied that lockdowns worked. He lied that Sweden did worse than us. He lied. He lied. But Ron DeSantis, who did lockdown for a short period of time, is man enough, and he's not a sociopathic organism, to say he was wrong for doing that. Ron DeSantis, look, talk about admitting failure. Newsom locked down for a year and a half. Michigan, they never admitted any failure. Ron DeSantis locked down for three months and said, I, I was wrong. I'll never do that again. Okay? Trump has, is not man enough to be able to admit he was wrong. He was wrong. He was wrong for not coming out against lockdowns. He was wrong for being against locking down. He was wrong for, for making the Fauci monster. He was wrong for all that. You know damn well Ron DeSantis never would have created a Fauci monster. He wouldn't have put it Fauci. He would have been smart enough not to put Fauci front and center. Donald Trump wasn't. But he's not man enough to even apologize for these things. He's not man enough to apologize for Operation Warp Speed and what a failure the vaccines were. He's not man enough to do any of this. And Jake Shields pointed out that when Trump wrote that, he lost him even back then. And when Trump mentions the vaccine at, at rallies, his fans, his lovers, <laughs> boo him. The man can't admit any failure. That's a problem. I know politicians often don't, but Ron DeSantis did. He admitted failure. He said, I'll never do that again. It was wrong. Even for that short period of time, 90 days, and that's nothing compared to what the fuck I had to go through in California and people in New York and Michigan and every state run by Democrats, right? But he still said it was wrong. See, this is the problem here. We have a, a, a Donald Trump can never admit failure. And if you know to admit failure, you can't see, you have to admit failure to know how you do things better in the future. Like Ron DeSantis said, he'll never do that again for any other virus or anything. <clears throat> it doesn't work. It's harmful. So we are in a situation here where we're fending off, I'm fending off both, right? And a lot of us are going to be fending off the TDS people of the left kind and the TDS people of the right kind. And it's, 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 it's exhausting in a way because you're wondering, like, is anyone normal, right? Is there anyone like me who gets that, who's not on one side or the other? And hopefully, I'm seeing some now, though. I'm seeing some on, on Twitter who get it, you know, conservatives who certainly don't, didn't hate Trump, but don't want him to run again and realize he has now become political poison. Speaking of which, I just, I just mentioned this. So Trump blasts Maricopa County after Arizona Senator Mark Kelly defeats Blake Masters. Do election over again. I'm going to have to talk like him. Former President Donald Trump blamed Maricopa County for alleged voter fraud after Republican Blake Masters, his endorsed senatorial candidate in Arizona, lost to Mark Kelly. The race was called just a few hours ago, actually. In a lengthy post on Truth Social, Trump claimed the result was a scam that could be attributed to voter fraud and that acting forces stole the election, which he said should be held again. So in Maricopa County, they're at it again. Voting machines in large numbers didn't work, but only in Republican districts. People were forced to wait for hours, then got exhausted or bad other thing or had other things to do and left the voting lines by the thousands. Now, you know, you know how much I have talked about the election problem. And how what's going on in Arizona, Nevada, California, and all over this country does not inspire confidence in this election process. He doesn't have evidence of any of this stuff. 
He doesn't have evidence. There is a problem, but he doesn't have evidence only happened to Republicans. Okay, that he has no evidence of that only happened in Republican areas. The former president said even Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who was running against, was affected by the midterm, by the delays. Yeah. Even Carrie Lake was taken to a liberal Democrat district to vote. Others weren't so lucky. He, this is a scam and voter fraud, no different than stuffing the ballot boxes. They stole the election from Blake Masters. Do the election over again. In another post, Trump called the election tainted. He added, machines broken, Republican areas, a new election must be called for immediately. First of all, there's going to be no election called for immediately. There is no election called for immediately. But you see, once again, this is what people are tired of. This is what people are tired of. When, I, when people like myself, who bring up legitimate issues, legitimate issues with voting problems, we are called election deniers and conspiracy theorists because we are linked to this nonsense. We are linked to this nonsense. You cannot just scream this without evidence. I scream about the fact that it's taking forever to count the votes. I have evidence. It's taking forever to count the votes. <laughs> That's the evidence I have. And it's a problem. It's a problem. We should not in this country. If Donald Trump would think about that, I'd back him 100%. Kerry Lake is calling it an abomination, a banana republic. I agree with that. But you can't say something as specific as it only happened in Republican districts without proof that it only happened in Republican districts. There are incredible problems with this process, with the voting process, with the counting the voting. You know, this whole idea of Votes coming in by the batches, like Santa Claus bringing in, like you remember a Miracle on 34th Street when they bring in the, the, all the letters to Santa and they dump them in front of the judge. I mean, that's the, the image I get, right? Is that they're bringing in ballots and they're dumping them like Santa Claus and you never know what you're going to get. Hey, mom, what are we getting next? What's coming? Hey, mom, what's in the bag? We don't, what, what kind of a process is that? What kind of a process is that? And there's, there's real, there's real rumors going around, once again, not totally substantiated, but that some of the ballots got mixed up. Ballots that weren't counted might have gotten mixed up with ballots that were counted. Now, once again, that affects everybody, not just Republicans or Democrats. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It really is. Yeah, does it make sense that, that, that Arizona, Republicans in Arizona would lose this year? No. But that's the Trump effect. He's not going to talk about that. He's not going to talk about that. That's the real reason. Not voter fraud. Not election fraud. The Trump effect. He tainted them. He killed us. He killed us. So this is what people don't want anymore. People don't want this. They're tired of it. They're tired of him screaming about everything. They're tired about him screaming about everything that doesn't go his way. They're tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. And I I just can't imagine having to talk about this for another two years now. You know? I just can't imagine. Getting off of uh, DeSantis and Trump in the election, <laughs> this is just an incredible story. Twitter manager, listen to this. A Twitter manager vomited into trash can after being told by Elon Musk to fire people. 
The New York Times on Friday devoted eight reporters in 2,598 words to investigating Elon Musk's few first weeks at the buying tour. The big takeaway, twice the people told readers that the billionaire's moves result, resulted in vomit. Writers Kate Conger, Mike Isaac, Ryan Mack, and Tiffany Sue authored a largely negative piece, FLFC noting that... I'm sorry about these pop-ups that come. I hate these pop-ups. Hold on, let me close. Okay. Uh, noting that... Noting the throw-up in the early story, they explained one engineering manager, upon being told to cut hundreds of workers, vomited into a trash can. Others slept in the office as they worked grueling schedules to meet Mr. Musk's orders. Returning to this point later in the article, the journalist repeated, one engineering manager was approached by Mr. Musk's advisors, or goons, as Twitter employees called them, with a list of hundreds of people they had to let go. He vomited into a trash can near his feet. What kind of a snowflake world do we live in? Seriously, what kind of a snowflake world do we live in? Elon Musk doesn't have goons that fire people. He has employees that fire people. This is how twisted and one-sided the fake news media is. See, I give Trump some credit. Fake news media. This happens all the time in the world. A new CEO, a new owner takes over a company. And fires people. Now, if the company has three people, they probably do it themselves. If the company has 8,000 fucking people, the big wig doesn't fire them directly. He might fire the top people directly. But the underlings, he doesn't fire directly. And he doesn't hire goons to fire them. He hires managers to fire them. Okay? Managers to fire them. Or he tells, like he said, the head of engineering, you're firing the engineers. The head of this department, sales, you're firing the salespeople. That's the way it works. What country, when did we become this snowflake, weak need country? When did this happen? When did it happen? What was the point that this happened? I was fired once. What did I do? I got a better job. I got a better job. And my boss, when he fired me, said that. He said, this is going to give you the opportunity to get a better job. And I did. No one threw up. I can, I can tell you that. Not me, not the boss. Now, I believe this boss was told by another boss to fire me. He wasn't a goon for the guy. That's the way business works. Are they fucking serious, these people? Do they live in the real world, the people who write this shit? They live in the real world? How come no one's talking about Zuckerberg firing twice, three times as many people? Did no one throw up in that situation? No, of course, it's a hit piece on Elon Musk. They love Zuckerberg because he sucks up to the left. And Elon Musk doesn't suck up to the right or the left, and the left can't stand that. What kind of a world is this? Does someone, who knows, the story could be fake. You know, all this stuff is, the media lies about so much. But let's say it's not fake. What kind, and it, it's also possible that it's not. It's believable that it's not in the fucking world we live in of these snowflakes. I don't get it. It, it. To me, it's 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 so sad and depressing that this is the world we live in now. It really is. It's just insane. Remember, there were rumors he was going to let go 75%. He let go 50%. Remember, they were lying. They let go 75%. So they were wrong about that, too. Right. They know they don't admit it. I, I don't see any correction that said originally we reported that Musk was going to fire 75%. That's not written. Every, I've never seen one story about that. 
because they just lie. They make shit up and they hope they get it right. Threw up because he was told to fire people. Oh my God. But you know what? I, I, I actually, I can believe that story. You know why? That's so San Francisco snowflake, isn't it? Isn't that so San Francisco snowflake? Oh, I got to fire people. Jesus. I hate these fucking people. I really do. I hate them. I hate them with all my, my soul. It's just incredible. A guy buys a company and fires people and hires some of his own people. Oh, I've never heard of this before. This is just so crazy. It's so vicious. I've never heard of this happening before. Someone buys a company and realizes it's bloated. Mike Zuckerberg just admitted the company was bloated. He hired too many people. All these tech companies, what, seven or eight of them let, have, have let people go? Because they were all in a situation where when the economy was really good under Trump, they were able to hire a lot of people. And now the economy sucks under Biden and they're feeling the pinch and they realize, my God, why did I hire all these people? Why do we need all these people? We don't need all these people. And now we can't afford them anymore. That's what happened. These tech companies just got too big and too bloated because they had too much revenue, too much money to spend. And this is what happened. So all these people were actually making money all these years they really shouldn't have been making. They had jobs they shouldn't have had. They should be happy about it. And now they're getting three-month severance from Twitter and four-month severance from Facebook. And they're supposedly the top tech people in the world. And they'll find other fucking jobs. And they throw up in the trash cans. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's very sad. It really is just a sad, sad statement on this country. A sad, sad statement. Oh. Now, there are rumors that Musk is going to file for bankruptcy. Who knows that that's even true? You can't believe anything anymore. Luckily, with Twitter, you can go right to Elon Musk on his page because he writes everything. So you can see what's real and what's not. What's real and what's fake. He's cutting down on the fake accounts because you must put the word parody now, which makes sense to me, right? You must put the word parody. And there are people who have done that. They've put the word parody. Why you have to, you know, I, well, I have to admit, you know, I have a parody account of uh, London Breed. I call it, I wonder if I have to put parody. No, probably not. You see, probably not because it's not a real name. I wonder, I should see if my account's still active. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. London Brood. So I do London Brood. So I, I, I would think that's okay, right? Because it's not the same person. I'm not putting London Breed. So I can't, even though I have fooled some people, <coughs> um, it's, it's not the same name. So I'm guessing that wouldn't qualify as having to put parody next to it. I should probably clear that up with Elon when I get a chance. But I, I think that's a fine. I, I like the parody accounts like when people do that or like Gavin Gruesome. I mean, it's obvious. You make it obvious. And if people are fooled, that's their own problem. But um, I don't like the parody accounts that just use someone's name. That's not parody. Is that parody? No, it's impersonation. That's not funny. Parody means cleverness, people. Okay? It means cleverness. Be clever. I think I was clever with London Brood. I think Gavin, you know, gruesome is is clever. So parody is about being clever. It's not just about, you know, copying somebody, you know. It's not about impersonating someone. That's not clever parody. That's just being a spiteful bitch. So, I, yes, if you're a spiteful bitch, you should have to put parody 
next to the name. One guy, Martin, I'm sure many of you know Martin Kolder, right? He's a good doctor. And we're going to get into COVID, unfortunately, again here in a minute. Another thing I don't want to talk about anymore. I know people don't want to hear it, but it's back. It's COVID's back. It's back. Remember what was it? Poltergeist. They're back. Or they're here. Whatever the fuck they should. Anyway, that's it. COVID is back. But um, Martin Koldorf, who's been right about COVID since day one, he put out a tweet to Elon Musk. 17 people are impersonating him. So there are 17 Martin Koldorfs, the exact spelling of his name with his photo and everything. That's unacceptable. It's simply unacceptable. And it's not clever. It's just being a bitch. And that should be cracked down. They should crack down on that. Um, speaking of COVID, it is back. It is back. Um, when I say it's back, I mean the, you know, the liberal lunatic leftists who we have said, we have said, we have been called crazy for saying this. We have been called nutty for saying this. Will not let, ever let COVID go. They want to bring back masks because there's an up, they love the word uptick, uptick, uptick. There's an uptick up for the last three fucking years. Can we retire that fucking word? Uptick. There's an uptick in cases, uptick, uptick. There's an uptick in cases, supposedly, in Los Angeles. And there was just this cruise ship where like 800 people ended up with COVID. Well, I don't understand how they know that because they won't stop fucking testing. If you have a cold, you have a cold. I don't want to know how many people got, had, got a cold. I want to know how many people are dead. How many people died on that cruise ship? I'd say zero, right? Zero, because if people died, we'd definitely be hearing it over and over again. So 800 people got a cold. The problem with cruise ships is a lot of them are older people. So maybe they got a bad cold. They are the most vulnerable for this and everything else. So, yes, cruise ships, things do spread. And cruise ships in the fall and winter will spread COVID and the flu, as they always do. They'll spread stomach viruses. This always happens. But now they're going crazy again. And the loony, loony leftists, phony doctors, moron quacks on social media are calling for to bring masks back again. You must bring them back. You can't just recommend them because people won't listen. Because masks work so well, COVID's done, right? So what are we going to do? Wear masks every year for a period of time? Every year for the next 35 fucking years or 100 years or forever? If masks work, once again, we've been through this a million times. I'm tired of this. If masks work, COVID would be over. If vaccines work, COVID would be over. If lockdowns work, COVID would be over. It's not over because none of it works. 97 to 100% of people have had it already. They'll get it again because the vaccines don't stop the spread. They get colds. Let it go. But they won't let it go because they're insane. Daniel, you know they are insane. Yeah, it's um, but it has nothing to do with, uh, from the very beginning. We really need to stop talking about this as though it has ever had anything to do with health. Um, this mask wearing is is something is is simply psychological warfare. This is about humiliating people that simply will not go along with this anti-science um, behavior and. And, and it's politically driven, and it's about humiliating conservatives, even though you and I aren't really conservatives. Um, at least I don't think you consider yourself conservative. I don't. Um, <laughs> is that if, if anyone who resists this insanity is simply to be humiliated, and I mean, how, how much more humiliated can a person be than to be made to participate in a behavior that they know is absolutely worthless and the people that are forcing them to participate in behavior also know that it is absolutely worthless. This is about humiliating people. This is about breaking people. And 
and this needs to stop, and our courts need to stop this. This is capricious behavior, and courts usually don't like to see that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think part of it is about punishment and control, but I, I truly believe that many of these people are insane. They're insane, Daniel. They're insane. A lot of these people are just mentally insane. They have... They have, yes, they have, wait a minute, they have obsessive compulsive disorder, they have hypochondria, they're insane. And because they're insane, they want all of us to share in their insanity. Some do. Some, some are um, have a pathological obsession with this particular infectious disease that right. they behave as though it's the only disease we have ever come across. Um, this cruise ship with 800, it wasn't 800 people with a cold. It was probably 100 people with a cold. The rest just happened to test positive for SARS-CoV-2 virus. People have to stop. If you want to, if you want to eliminate this insanity, Mike, please start using these words correctly. These people don't have COVID. COVID, the D in COVID stands for disease. No symptoms, no disease. They have a SARS-CoV-2 infection or exposure. And those two words are actually quite different. And, the, and we keep, keep we are losing this battle against insanity to some extent simply because people are not using the right words and defining these terms. People, when they hear COVID, they they they, they it, COVID versus infection versus exposure, it's all the same thing to people, and it's not the same thing. It's absolutely ridiculous to to, uh, to think that. This this really shitty New, New England Journal of Medicine uh, mass study that came out. It's absolute fucking joke. They, what did they look at? Cases in kids. Who the fuck cares if a kid has a case of COVID? They don't have any fucking symptoms. No, of course. I mean, draw your fucking Venn diagram that Kamala Harris is so crazy fucked up, fucking crazy oh, the about. Venn diagrams, please. Here, here's the Venn diagram. It's a big, big circle that's infections. In somewhere inside of that is a much smaller uh, circle that is cases, and overlapping that is a much smaller, partially overlapping that is a much smaller uh, circle that is, is symptomatic. And, and 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 I mean this is this is retarded. This is absolutely retarded the way people talk about this. Stop calling it COVID. That's the first thing to do. It's not COVID. It's you, a SARS-CoV-2 well, infection you know, this, this or, or exposure. I, I want to finish this. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an infection or exposure. You do. They they are looking for minute. When when you do a PCR test, you're looking for minute amounts of this antigen. Yeah. And and you don't have to have an infection to have a minute amount. You simply have to be exposed. And exposed means that the virus gets into your tissue. Infection is when it starts multiplying and gets out of control. And there isn't a really sharp, um, it, 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 scientists and epidemiologists, infectious disease people don't have a really sharp cutoff between what exposure means and infection means. The news media go around talking about exposure as though it means being in the same room with somebody. That's not what it means to scientists. What it means means to scientists is that it gets in your tissue. Infection means that the, that the that multiplication of the virus starts getting out of control. Symptoms mean that you actually, disease means you actually have symptoms from that. They're all different things. And if you need to start talking about them as though they're different things because they simply are. And if you conflate them all, you make the problem seem so much worse. And a fucking PCR test that positive is somebody that has no symptoms is absolutely zero consequence to anybody. 
Well, but the problem is that they keep on doing these testing. If the testing wasn't done. Of course they do. So point out to them, hey, if you fuckheads tested for adenovirus or or norovirus or rotavirus or one of the other 197 viruses that cause a common cold, you'd be seeing these spikes every fucking year, too. You're not shutting down because of that particular cause of the common cold. And that's what this has become is a fucking common cold. So that's just point out the fucking truth to the people. Stop playing the fucking game of the cases counting. Stop arguing about mess. They're bullshit. Just call them on this and educate the fuckers and stop saying, stop going along with their stupidity as though cases is the same thing as infections. It's fucking not. And stop causing, calling cases COVID. It's fucking not. Yeah, but I understand how angry you are and I get it. But the fact of the matter is the media, the media the media present it this way the media I know they do but stop playing their fucking game mike i i i mean i i respect you you know i respect you, you know i like you but people have to you can't I, just keep playing their fucking playing game. game don't use their fucking language anymore uh, you know, verbiage isn't real look look verbiage the whole thing is just bullshit that's all you have to talk about the whole thing is bullshit now the whole thing is bullshit, whether it's a cold or they don't have any colds or they have no symptoms. The whole thing is bullshit. But the problem is people, the narrative, Daniel, has set in. The narrative is set in stone now that we're going to test for this stuff forever. We're going to test for this forever. And if people test positive, whether it's a cold. No, or- we aren't. People, people will at, at some point, I mean, momentum does have, stupidity no. does have momentum. No. Um, look, and it's going to take a while for the for the other forces of nature in our economy and our in our society and and um, to 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 stop this stupidity. But it will come to an end, and people will look back at it and they will think, "Oh my God, was I a fucking idiot?" So uh, most yeah. everybody will, and, and they will all agree that they were fucking idiots. No, look like Trump has right. Yeah. You know. Of course he won't. Stop it. A lot of people are like that. They're never going to admit anything. But the the fact of the matter is that it's not – I'll give you this much. Maybe, maybe, and I'm not positive about this. Maybe people won't follow – maybe people won't follow any mask mandates anymore. Maybe. But you and I fucking know that if they did it again, and they very well might, I'm putting it at 50-50. I'm putting it at 50-50. Even if all this time has passed and all these months have passed where people are not wearing masks anymore and are used to that now, I, I put it at 50-50 that L.A. and San Francisco won't do another mandate sometime over yeah. the winter. All right? Yeah. So, so, so when they do this, then educate them. Educate them on, on the, the differences between exposure, infection, and, and disease, COVID, yeah. and, and educate them about the fact that they've already had the infection. Yeah. And educate them about the fact that they need to get right. the infection periodically. Yeah. We have people out there, you see yeah, on yeah, Twitter like, right yeah, now, yeah, that they're pretending what? that debt, Daniel. they're pretending. <laughs> educate these same people that Newsom is bad. Go ahead. Yeah, they'll listen to you. They'll listen to you for a long time. Yeah. Come on. You can't educate. Daniel, we're three years into this fucking thing, man. The people don't want to get educated. They don't want to. They want to just follow because they're afraid and they believe this works. The people in cities like San Francisco and L.A., follow it because they are afraid and they believe it works and they, they these are so they're such ignorant fools that they believe the government has their best interest in mind they do that's what most of the people here believe they do and you and you and your what are you, you going to do are you, Mike, yeah. what are you going to do are you going to abandon the truth because you think that that people are idiots no you have to just continually 
say what the truth is. I think as clearly as possible and stop playing their freaking game. That's knocking it against the wall. The best way to go about it is to just forget it yourself and not follow. That's all. Forget it yourself. You won't be able to do that if they if they start telling you to wear a fucking mask everywhere you go. You won't be forgetting it. You you defied that. No, no, I defied it, but it made my life miserable, and it's going to make every it's going to continue to make everyone else's life miserable if they if every if everywhere you go in San Francisco they they tell you once again that you have to wear a fucking mask. I know, but wait a minute. So wait you a can't minute. just wait ignore minute. it. So you think you a life is you think a life is less miserable by going everywhere and fighting people over it? You think that makes a life less miserable? It you have to tell the Mike. You simply have to tell the truth. You have make to be truthful. And if you don't, I tell the truth every day on this show. But the left doesn't want to hear it, and then the right doesn't want to hear it. They don't well, want to. Well, then it. keep on telling the truth. It doesn't matter if they want to hear it. That should never be your consideration. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I just don't I don't feel with something like covid. But, Daniel, I would not go out into the streets and argue with a, 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 a fucking shit liberal about Biden or Trump either. I, w- I wouldn't do it. What's the point of that? What is the point of doing something like that? People have their mind made up. They have their narrative ingrained. And with with covid, it has become something like a political party. Right. Where you believe in one party or the other, one cult or the other. And the fact of the matter is, these people are cultists. And you just like saying, go go to, go to Jim Jones's cult and just tell those people that Jim Jones doesn't have their best interest in mind. What happened, man? You'll get a fucking bullet in the back of the head. That's what happened. I, I don't think, Daniel, I think at this point, you cannot break through these people. They are too far gone. They're too far gone. There are some people on there the are, there, are, there, are, there are many different types of people in this COVID game. There are those that, that and, and we're talking about as though... These are the only people presently, um, and that's that first group is p- of people who are genuinely have some health concerns, and they're ignoramuses, and they don't simply understand that this is nothing more than a cold at this point, and probably never was much more than a flu. There are those group of people, and and they have out of ign- born of ignorance, they have some real fears. There's also the group of people, and they're a huge group of people. Huge, and I would say that they are the predominant. The majority of people that are still pushing this nonsense are people that are pushing it out of what they see as being political benefit. And I think that, and I, I, I have conversations with people all the time, and you cannot get them to separate COVID from politics. They simply will not do it. Right, and they won't do it because that's their intent is to tie politics with COVID. Right. So, so right. there are there is that ignorant first group that we're talking about, and then there's this much larger group. And I, and all you have to do is talk to people, and you'll see that that second group is much larger because they will always, always bring politics into into the into the consideration of COVID. And SARS-CoV two, we should yeah. just call this I mean, because we should stop calling it COVID. Call it what we initially called it from the beginning, which is SARS-CoV two. That's the virus. The virus, it's COVID. COVID is the disease. What what, what these cases um, are looking at is is the the um, is infection or exposure. And so they're looking for SARS-CoV two. The cases aren't disease. Start just start using real words that mean have real meaning, and and don't let them get into work themselves. The, the people in the first groups don't let them work themselves into a tizzy if you can help it. By 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 appeasing their ignorance th- 
through this misuse of these words. Yeah. And I don't let them work themselves in a tizzy well, through the ignorance of not yeah, understanding things think, like immunity debt. I know, but you're a scientist. You believe in words and verbiage. I think this goes a lot deeper than that with these people. I think it goes a lot deeper than verbiage, Daniel. It goes to their inner core of being afraid. It goes to their inner core of being afraid of their own existence. And, and what you and what you and what you ultimately need to tell people that what you the ultimate thing that gets across to people that are afflicted with mass hysteria and there's been mass hysteria of various types throughout the years and it, it's pretty interesting read there's uh, God I wish I could remember the name of the book that, that um, damn I'm blanking on it and anyways that talks about mass hysteria over the last four or five hundred years and um, interesting read what always happens. What always burns out these mass hysterias is that the hysteria ends up costing people too much. They think that they're protecting themselves from something and the cost that is the cure becomes worse than the disease. And, and, and that's how that's how though that group of people, the ignorant group that is fearful and, and is fearful, born of ignorance. What they, they what they have to see is that the cost is far more the cost of preventing COVID is far greater than the cost of getting it. And that's that's when those people will learn. And that's only when those people learn. They're going to stay, most of them are going to stay ignorant. Yeah. The rest of them, the people that are using this as politicking, you, you, you simply have to tell them the truth because what they do, what those people do, is they use this ignorance, this ignorance born of the misuse of these words, the bo ignorance born of the misuse of concepts and what and theories that we know and models that we have established for a long time about how infectious disease behaves, they abuse that knowledge to spread this message that they have that is primarily born of political motivation. So right. in that case, you're not educating these people. You're simply telling the truth to their face so that they so so that they have to clear more hurdles in trying to spread this what is essentially a disease of the mind it's, yes. a, it's a, a disease of, of psychology so to speak you have to you have to throw up the barriers of truth to get that group of, of people in that that group that demographic in that separate group you have to get, present some impedance to the spread of of this of this twisted political um, uh, um, ploy, meme, whatever you want to call it, that, or this twisted infectious disease meme that they are using for political purposes. Truth is what is going to stop that second group, throwing up that impedance of truth. That first group, it's simply going to have to cost them. Did you see the um, article? I put up a tweet earlier and I said, funny how the 1918 flu 50 times worse than COVID, wasn't being peddled by cheap politicians and doctors in 1922. And someone responded to me and said that John Ioannidis, did you see John Ioannidis said that, um, John Ioannidis, is it John Ioannidis? Ioannidis, how do you, how do you pronounce his last name? Ioannidis. Ioannidis is how I've always I, oh, Ioannidis. I'm pretty sure that's how I've heard him pronounce he said, his last name. Yeah, he's done, he's personally confirmed that COVID is 50 to 100 times less lethal. Did you read this article? Then the, oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one, once once correcting for for uh, population. Yeah, yeah. If you if it, as a rate, of course, yeah, it's, it was much much more. Um, and we, you know, that shouldn't even be the um, um, the benchmark that we're, that uh, we're measuring the severity of COVID against. 
the, even worse, even more telling is that is, and I've pointed this a, a number of times to you, um, at least a couple on this show, that um, there's a there's a paper, and, and if I could find it again, I'll, I'll once again send it to you. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's there's a paper that in the 90s um, tried to estimate the infection fatality rate of influenza prior to the advent of vaccines. And, and we got our, our first vaccines for influenza in the 40s. They weren't in widespread use until the 50s. So they um, uh, compared deaths in the 90s, was which when this study was done, and there was widespread use of, of the influenza vaccine to the, the number of deaths in, in the 40s. And, 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 and determined as they compared the infection fatality rates for the two. And it was 20 times higher the influenza infection fatality rate was 20 times higher in 1940. There was no pandemic in 1940. They were comparing a typical decade. 1940 was a typical decade for influenza. 20 times higher the infection fatality rate. Did people shut down? 20 times higher than COVID. And did people shut down? Did they shut down anything? No, they went on with life as though it was, you know, Right, what we had been doing for over a million years as a this has been just so, right. So I think I think the problem is Daniel. This has been so hyped up on social media, on the regular media. You know, it's it's like it, it's it's a it's a perfect storm where we hadn't had something like this in a while, and all of a sudden it took hold. It just took the narrative just took hold, and I, I once again I don't want to put everything on Trump's shoulders, but he was the president of the United States when this happened. And yet he went along with it and he put, put out tweets saying I, the right thing to do was to lock down and Sweden did the wrong thing and we're better than Sweden. You know, and he put Fauci front and center. And that's the big issue when we're talking about how to prevent something like this in the future. We can't talk about how to prevent it in the past. It happened. But we have a situation where the president of the United States should have been from day one, from day one, should have been against the idea of locking down. The president from day one should have been against it. Now, it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that that Democratic governors couldn't do it themselves. But Trump, per his tweet that he put out, was really behind it. He was really behind it. You know, and and that is the problem when you have the leadership from the top that is so that is so unprepared. Right. That was so unprepared for the moment that he he backed the lockdowns and he put Fauci front and center. And it was just basically a snowball effect from that point on, wasn't it? Um. You know, it is really, really difficult for me as a physician, and I'm not a practicing physician. I've been practicing a long, 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 long time. Been been in, in clinical medicine um, as a physician and phys- physicist and some scientist for for a long time. It's really, really difficult for me to to listen to to people talk about lockdown. Mm. I mean, we we have known from the beginning of, of any understanding of infectious disease that all lockdown does is prolong and deepen suffering. And, and I wrote down early on, and, and I've said this, I don't know how many times this show, but I wrote down, you know, maybe we're three months in, into this pan hysteria, the four guiding principles and said everything, and this is what I said to everybody, because my family was asking me all kinds of questions, and, I, and there was too much noise going on in the media, and they were really confused. And I just wrote down these four principles, and I said, this is what you need to know about this, about this pandemic, this so-called pandemic. There are four basic principles, and everything else is going to be noise. And, and 
here are the four principles once again. Masks are ineffective in preventing upper respiratory illnesses. Lockdowns only prolong and deepen suffering. Mm-hmm. Vaccines are for endemic disease, not pandemic disease. And this is prime. This pandemic is primarily a complication of obesity. The obesity pandemic, I should say, which has been with us for at least 30 years. Those four things are as true as when I said them over two and a half years ago and wrote them down for the first time on Facebook when I just, you know, thought everyone, <laughs> I hope everyone knows these things, but they seem to not. Um, which makes it so fucking frustrating that it's goddamn simple. The first three things we have known for some of them for thousands of years. We've had, we tried masks. We had, we've had tightly woven fabric for a long, long time. And masks have been tried since we we knew, we knew at least 2000 years ago that viruses were, that influenza in particular was airborne, that it was spread from person to person through breathing. And then masks were tried way back then, and they've been tried over and over and over again to no avail. And and lockdowns were tried to no avail. We have known these basic principles, those first three principles of epidemiology, for 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 in in many cases, for those first three hundreds of years, possibly thousands. Yet it, but yet our so-called experts backed all three of those. Back, back, go back, back, ignoring number four, the obesity pandemic, and pretending as though it has nothing to do with this, and then just did the total opposite of what epidemiology um, has taught us over the last decades to hundreds of years with respect to the first three. It, this was, it was fucking insanity. It was just insanity, and you cannot think that that this happened simply because people were afraid. That 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 that's not. I, I just cannot. No, no, no. But for, for that, fear, that, think fear, that that is that possible, fear. right? This is this was fear. nefarious. This this was yeah, this was the I, pharmaceutical industry doing right. exactly what they did in two thousand and nine and working yeah. from that blueprint to create even more hysteria. They they learned so much from yeah. swine flu, and they learned so much from HIV, and they learned so much. From, from the uh, 1976, what was the Asian flu that 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 um, was rip, ripping through uh, during Woodstock? Um, it, 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 and, and they just learned so much from from those three pandemics, and they and they just rolled all that knowledge into the biggest promoted pan hysteria and and promotional scheme for vaccinations and and uh, their pox pax loaded um, uh, oral medications. And oh, oh before I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to mention one thing. I, I like um, uh, domestic terrorists. Um, DT is uh, what people might know him uh, on this broadcast. Um, he um, uh, took a picture and, uh, and posted it the other day on Twitter uh, of an advertisement seen in San Francisco. And I saw it just yesterday and took a photo of it. And it says something like... Um, Oral medications are available to treat um, uh, um, COVID-19, something like that. Now, it, oh, authorized oral medications are available to right. treat COVID-19. It was on a bus stop. It was on a bus stop. Yeah. yeah it was on a bus this stop. has to be 100% illegal. You can only advertise. It is clear. FDA makes this very clear that you can only advertise anywhere, television, radio, billboards, approved medications they're trying to skirt this law 
and I don't know if it's, this is only happening in San Francisco, elsewhere in the state, elsewhere in the country. They're trying to skirt this law by not mentioning it by name. Paxlovid is the only authorized oral yeah. medication to be used against COVID. This is basically like them saying, um, take, take our new diabetes drug. It's, 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 it's not approved. Take our new diabetes drug and, and let's say the name is um, yes, but every every big pharma companies come up with a fake focaccia drug that doesn't work and say, oh, this is approved. Yeah, this is a use our drug. Don't use Pfizer's use Moderna's. Don't use the Abbott's use this one. Right. Because we're the what we have. the Everyone's going to have their approved, the so-called approved drug that is garbage. Right. And no, it's not approved. It has to be illegal. It has, but they it's don't not approved. It's not approved. Who cares, approved. Who cares authorized. about legality? It's authorized by, by under an emergency use authorization. That's right. not approved. To, to be advertised, it has to be approved, not authorized, approved. So they might as well, these people think that they're going to get away with advertising this by, by not mentioning the name of the drug. That would be like saying, um, take our new diabetes medica- medication. It rhymes with, mm-hmm. you know, right. and, and and not say the name and say what it rhymes with. So re- remember now. Remember what I said about about Democrats winning and being emboldened, right? Even though they really didn't win, but being emboldened. If you know there wasn't a Republican wave, so they they're pretending they won. And Biden's talking as though he won a huge huge mandate, which he didn't win a huge mandate even in twenty twenty. But uh, I told you what would happen. I told everyone what happened. What happened right away? What happened three days after the election? What, they're talking about mass again, and Biden extended the state of emergency to March. Now, believe me, believe me, there's a good shot over the winter Trump will bring back the airline, the federal mask mandates on airlines and, uh, and buses and all that and public transportation because he will see that he won and the people didn't refudiate it. Now, I, I, will, I will say the difference. Daniel, I'll let you go in a minute, but I do want to say this. Joe Lombardo winning in Nevada. I think what we saw at this election, also, since we're talking about COVID, is people tend to blame, and probably rightly so, their governors more than the Senate when it comes to COVID lockdowns, because that was not a Senate thing. It was done by the governors. And what we're seeing in Nevada, right, is Laxalt could possibly... Anyway, whether Laxalt wins or not, Lombardo outperformed them by several points. Why? Because the people in Nevada do blame Sisolak for shutting down their state, especially shutting down their economic heartbeat, Las Vegas, for over a year. And even when they opened Las Vegas because of what Sisolak did and what his Democratic colleagues did around the country, people were afraid to go back. And it took so it took like a year and a half, two years for Vegas to come back. And people in Vegas, in Clark County and that state knew that. And they punished him for that. OK, they punished him for that in a in a in a, in a blue leaning state. They elected Joe Lombardo, the Republican. So people do. People are, in a way, tired of this. People are saying this is why Biden's full of shit when he says people, you know, when, when he thinks people want more of this, that he, he was embold- he's been emboldened to do more of this. People are tired of this shit. And who, the people they didn't punish now, they will punish two years from now, especially if they continue doing this shit every year between now and 2024. But the people of Nevada and other states as well, but especially Nevada because they took such a huge hit economically because of Vegas shutting down, they absolutely, absolutely voted COVID lockdowns. There's no doubt about it. So that is one positive to take out of this. There, 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 uh, there are a lot of positives. Um, um, we've all found, we've all found um, positives in, in this craziness. Um, we've all found new friends. 
Um, for example, uh, um, I, everyone should know that I'm a friend of Mike's. Um, uh, uh, we've all found uh, new he friends. He proclaims. We've crossed, proclaims. We've crossed um, political lines to, to find those friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I now have all kinds of conservative friends. That's a good thing for our country. Yeah. Um, uh, one, one other thing I want to mention is, is respond to is something that Iggy wrote in, in the, in the um, chat mm -hmm. section. He wrote, the, this isn't a random collection of incompetence. Yeah. Dead on. It's not a random collection of incompetence. Um, there's no way that any of this could have happened without some really nefarious activity. Uh, this is this this like I said. They learned from 1976. They learned from 2009. They learned from HIV. They learned from uh, uh, along the way during the last two years how to play up hysteria and they and they profited off of it. People profited off of it politically, people profited off financially in the pharmaceutical industry. People went it, it, there's a there's a saying, I can't remember where it comes from, but uh, it, there's always money to be made in chaos. And th that's what the powerful do. The powerful have the ability to make money in chaos. Yep. No they're better. Daniel, thanks for calling. I appreciate yep. it. Yep. Thank you, Mike. Thanks yeah. for everything. Sure, no problem. Um, a couple of things I wanted to go over. They just they say these days, right? House cleaning, uh, house cleaning. I'm I'm heading out of town actually a few hours in the morning to go to um, the East Coast, and I will be in Florida for the um, Fox News Patriot Awards. Very exciting. I'm going to the Fox News Patriot Awards on the 17th. So I'll be doing shows. I'll be kind of on vacation, but it'll be a workman's vacation. So I'll do my shows from there. But because I'll be in East Coast time Monday, I'm not going to do the show at 11 p.m. Pacific like I do here because that's 2 in the morning there. And I don't think I want to do the show at 2 in the morning. So I'll probably adjust it. It'll be a little bit earlier. The show might be an hour to maybe three hours earlier, but it'll be on the call-in schedule ahead of time. So, But the show will be starting Monday night airing a little bit earlier while I'm on the East while I'm on East Coast time and very exciting that on the seventeenth next Thursday I'll be at the Fox News Patriot Awards. And I'll you know I'll do some I'll take some photos, put it on Twitter, my Twitter account and, and talk about it on the show. Um so hopefully meet some people, get some selfies and all that nonsense. So I just wanted to say that. But there are a couple of things I wanted to say in closing. One is the the uh, student loan forgiveness. By the way, the courts have now. I think I mentioned this yesterday's show. The courts says not elite, it's not legal, which is not. And now students cannot go on that website. That website they set up for people to go on and claim their 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 debt relief um, forgiveness has now been shut down. But of course they'll bring that back next election because you know Biden got quite a few. Remember, that's twenty two million people, probably mostly in an 18 to 30 range that voted hugely 28 points for difference for Democrats. So Trump, you know, Biden played them like, a, like the fools they are. He played them like the fools they are. And he'll play them again. Um, also, so <laughs> I'm going through my Facebook today and I see some some Bernie Crat liberals, some Bernie Crat fake fake phony Bernie Crat progressives who kiss the farmer of big ass, who kiss farmer's ass of big farmer, kiss the ass of big farmer for the last three years. I'll get you in a second, Tony. I just want to finish this. They put up a photo, and the photo was of now. The first thing I see when I go on my Facebook feed is I see a photo, and the top photo is DeSantis on his victory night with his family. And on the bottom is 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 Fetterman, Fetterneck, with his, with the on his victory night with his family, and of course DeSantis is is dressed really well, beautiful suit. All of his kids and his wife dressed beautifully. The kids in these cute little suits, 
And the Fetterman family look like they're out of they look like they were a bunch of hobos. I swear to God. Now he was dressed in his usual hoodie crap, jogging pants, and his kids looked like they had bedhead. They had just got out of bed. They couldn't give a shit, and they were dressed like uh, like they had just come out of the Seven Eleven, if you will. And they looked totally disgusting, disheveled. It was grotesque. I could not believe he put up his family like that. Now, obviously, liberals are so dumb, they buy this act. Fetterman takes this to such an extreme. I mean, not letting his family and his wife dress up. His wife had on, like, a T-shirt or something. It's obviously this, this fake act that he's one of us. One of us act. And the liberals go for it, hook, line, and sinker. Look, so the people who put up these photos, when I first, when I first saw the photo, I thought, wow. What a stark contrast. DeSantis with his beautiful, well-dressed, well-groomed family and Fetterman looking like a hobo and his family looking like a mess out of, out of a you know trailer park. And these shit liberals actually saw the inverse of that. They said that DeSantis put on airs and Fetterman was a real person. Now, how fucked up is this world? How fucked up is this world? First of all, these shit lib Bernie crash have never heard of dressing up for the occasion. Right now, I'm sure Ron DeSantis' wife and his kids don't usually dress like that. But you know what? He just won the fucking governor of Florida. So you would think if you win the governor of Florida or senator from Pennsylvania, that's called a special occasion. Do these these shit lib Bernie crats think that people should dress like Fed and his family at a fucking wedding or a funeral or, or anniversary party or a birthday party or a special event? They've never heard of dressing up for a special event. Winning the governorship of Florida or winning senator of the United States is not a special event to dress up for. That's a problem to dress up. We live in a world where that's a problem, where you're putting on airs and you're a phony. If you have your family dress well and you dress well and present yourself well, what kind of a clown car world, upside down world are we living in? It's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. That success and dressing nice and looking presentable is seen as a bad thing. That's a, that's a phony thing. That's an elitist thing. These people are so stupid. They're such phonies that they don't realize that the guy that dressed up, have his family dress up, didn't lock you down. Okay? And the guy that dresses down locked you up and loved lockdowns and would do it again. That doesn't matter to these these fraudulent, phony, leftist, Bernie-crat shitheads. Incredible. It really is. But th this is where we're living now. We're living in a world where we see things totally the opposite, right? There's no, like, connection. We, we, we see things totally the opposite. We look at the same photo, right? And I see one thing, and they see the other. But I don't, I, don't, I don't want to live in a world where I see what they see. You understand what I'm saying? That's not the world I want to be. That's not the world. That's not the country I want. Period. And to think I ever align myself with these people, that's what probably makes me even more angry, right? Because I was duped. I was totally duped. Tony, did you want to say something before I end the show? Because I do have to... Catch a flight in a bit, so I want to get a little bit of sleep. But Tony, if you wanted to say something, I got a thumbs up. I got a thumbs up. If you want to talk, Tony. Oh, there you are. Oh, we got Tony and, okay. A couple of quick comments. I don't want the show to go too much longer. But Tony, you are up. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's going on, Mike? How you been? Uh, 
Go ahead. Congratulations on getting that award thing and heading to Florida. She should have fun. Oh, it should, but, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Don't, don't, that's all they want you to focus on as well and how they dress and, 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 and they look like a normal family and all this shit. It's all bullshit. It's all, it's all to make you to, to – it's not like they dress down when they're dealing with their donor parties with their dinners of 25K just to, like, sit with them. Oh, so, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course, men won't dress that way on the Senate floor. Yeah, they, they're not actually going to actually deal with any issues. That's, that's what they want you to focus on. They, it, it's, it's an act. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, so don't worry about it. It's, they're not going <laughs> to do anything. It's, it's, it's But what's shocking is, how these, it's shocking is how these progressives fall for it. Oh, he's such a real guy. Oh, the real family. They look like us. They look like us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they don't realize that the Kool-Aid's got flies in it. Once they do, <laughs> Very true, Tony. That's, anything else? Anything else, or is that it? <laughs> uh, just that in October, it's going to get really bad because uh, one-third of U.S. small businesses were unable to pay full rent. <laughs> in all... Oh, yeah. In in October, yeah, in a new report, it's a, it's up thirty seven percent now. They couldn't oh. pay. They, they, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're all de- yeah, Small businesses all delinquent now, thirty seven percent. So That's <laughs> this awful. country's going to shit. So yeah, no, it's very sad. It's it yeah, is sad. it is, and I think things are only going to get worse. Things are only yeah. going to, and you know, <laughs> eventually, eventually, people will have to make a real change and say, you know, we're, we're really going to make a real change in the way we vote. Otherwise, they're just going to – and I, once again, I don't have, yeah. any, I don't have any, sympathy. any 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 Republican or Democrat should go ask if it was if it was electronic ballots, they should go ask for uh, copies of the ballot because I bet you they got erased. I don't know. You know, it, the, the system has to change. We can't, we can't do it like this yeah. anymore. We can't do it's it like ridiculous. this. No, we, can't, we, can't, we cannot be waiting <laughs> yeah. for the days and, and waiting for the next batch of, of, of ballots to be dropped. That's ridiculous. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it, it, it's it's controlled chaos, and they they want everyone to fight with each other. It's, uh, I'm done with it. Exactly, exactly. We, to- let me let we you need go. one movement to just knock out the whole thing. Right, it's, it's over. I agree. I agree totally. Tony, let me right. let you go. Yeah. Thank so congrats. You. I'll 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 see you on the other side. I guess. The other side next week. <laughs> yeah. Have, have a good trip. You too. Thank thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Uh, who do we have here? Oh oh, it's Iggy. How how you how you doing, Iggy? Dude. What's up? I'll, I'll keep it really quick. I I, okay. I I feel your sentiment, and definitely with Daniel, I'm completely cognizant of everything that he's said, and I've been very much in the same place as him with COVID from the start. But what I'll say, Mike, is you 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 talk a lot in terms of the the personalities and the faces, right? And you know you you, you know whether that's DeSantis versus Trump or you know Newsom or whatever. But I'd say, look. That's not the way I view the world, because it isn't about the people. It's not about really what Fetterman turns up and wearing, because you and I know that that's theatre. But it doesn't matter whether Fetterman wore, wore, wore a suit or not. The fact is that all of these people are interchangeable players on the theatrical stage that is designed to keep you distracted from what's going on under the stage, mm. around the stage, behind the stage. Mm-hmm. It's the wizard's cursing, isn't it, right? And it's And if you spend only time spend only spend time looking at their faces, you miss the policy. And it's actually the policy that you need to care about more. And the policy will be the same no matter who comes into power next next general election. The policy will stay the same. 
And that's the true con. That's what you really need to be caring about, not the people. No, and as someone no, brought that up to me today, that they said when I, when I mentioned about Trump and his lockdowns versus, you know, what DeSantis did or what Newsom did versus DeSantis. And they said, you know, basically they're all basically the same, you know, but I understand people have these feelings that it's all it's all entertainment, you know, and, and, and we're, we're all being played by it. And it's, you know, it's all it's all the, it's all theatrics. But I, I think you can certainly look at the differences between people. People are not all the same. Okay. We, we, you, can't, you can't live in a world where you say, well, it's all this, it's all, it's all shit. Oh, well, what are we going to do? You but know? wait, wait. Okay, look, here's, here's a question. What is DeSantis's policy towards COVID vaccination? <clears throat> I'm sure DeSantis's policy, I don't know, is, I don't know the exact words he would use. I don't know. I don't want to speak for him. I'm just guessing that his, his policy is get it if you want it. Yeah, right. So so I'd say that that's kind of not too bad because at least he's not saying let's mandate it, right? No, he but, get it, but he's always said get it if you want it. He's always said, real, he's always said this is real, available, get it if you want it. Yeah. Okay, so and he's used language. He has used language backing the, 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 the safety and efficacy, right? He has. Yeah. Now that tells you what he really is, okay? He is an ineffectual bit player. Because what he's done is he's marked out, created a niche for himself saying, we'll abandon mandates, we'll abandon um, lockdown, and we'll do these things which emotionally I, I completely back. Yeah. But the true leader would have studied closely the COVID vaccination issues from the beginning at whatever point he started looking at lockdown. And then he would have come out and said, you know what? There is no data that proves this is safe and effective. So it's there if you want it, but we can't say it's safe and effective. Well, but he has, that but would be have, what a true leader has done. And he hasn't okay, done it. DeSantis has come out several times and he's the only governor I know of. There might have been others, smaller governors who don't get pressed the way he does. But he has come out several times over the last year or so and said these vaccines don't stop the spread. He has said that several times. Because he's talked yeah, about, but it's worse. Than, it's way worse than that. No, no, I understand that. I understand that. But they've also come out him, him, and, and, and Ladapo, his his attorney, his his surgeon general, and have said that we have studied certain age groups, and we don't recommend the vaccine for certain age groups because there are a lot of bad side effects. No, look, there's been no one who's been perfect, but he's been as close to perfect as anyone I've seen. I get the way. No one has done what you're saying. I get it. But the same okay. has done a lot of good stuff and is a lot closer to what you and I would, would agree is the reality of the situation than any other governor, really. Okay, but there's one, one thing, I'll, I'll, I don't want to drag it out. Go ahead. The, go the, ahead. Pro, the, pro, the problem with um, what you're saying is about nobody is perfect is this, that it's too late. For every single person who's already taken one or more of these things, it's too late because the nature of it was irreversible. And everybody knew it was irreversible from the beginning. So, in fact, under those circumstances, savvy people it, 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 uh, must basically go, we must not act too quickly at all. Right. So you can't run around going safe and effective, quickly take it. And then suddenly two and a half years later, go, you know what? That was a bad idea. Don't bother taking it anymore if you haven't already had it. Right. That's too late. And that's the game that DeSantis is playing. Now, I can argue yeah. Uh, in favor of him to say, yeah, but in politics, 
you can't really actually punch against the, 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 you can't actually literally face down a tsunami every time from the beginning because you will be run over by the tsunami. You have to play that game where you eventually steer the tsunami eventually, which is what DeSantis might be doing. He, he might know he's got to stay in power to wield power. But the thing is, in this situation, it's not enough. Because people like Peter McCullough and all those other doctors who've been sidelined, who've been proven true, um, Simone Gold, AFLDS, all those people, they're all correct, right? And they've been punished for it by the state and a corporatocratic state working in unison with pharma and all of these other big players, right? And the World Health Organization and the UN. That's the power structure that you need to give a shit about, not the personalities, because really... DeSantis is beholden to those power structures because he cannot say the truth because he knows that if he opens his mouth too much, which is to say it's not safe or effective, he will be destroyed. And that's the real issue, not the face, not the personality, not how imperfect DeSantis is. It's the fact that DeSantis or no DeSantis, the real power structure underneath is the same now as it was then and it will be until people directly destroy it gotcha <laughs> thanks thanks again appreciate the call no worries mate no worries <laughs> okay all right daniel what are you coming back i told you all right last word then we gotta go daniel go wait a minute daniel go mike go. i didn't call in i i you didn't call... oh okay i, I pressed what? this this is the this screwed up app again i pressed the the, the chat um area thing yeah. To, to, to just leave a message to say 100% agreeing with Iggy, and it dialed. Oh, shit. David Sachs, are you out there? Hello. Woo, da- Woo David. Hello. Woo, woo. I'm calling David Sachs. We have to fix the app, David. Come on, David. Fix the app. Maybe I'll see David Sachs at the, uh, at, at the uh, Fox um, Awards. Who knows? It's possible. Okay, once again, the show usually airs Monday to Friday. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, but starting Monday night, at least for next week, it's going to be it's going to be earlier. And you can look on the call-in schedule to find out exactly when that is, but it'll be a little bit earlier since I'll be on the East Coast. And on the 17th, I will be at the Fox News Patriot Awards, and I'll have a lot to report from there. Okay, thanks for listening. It's been an interesting, topsy-turvy, turbulent week. Um, I'm Micah Chopley. This is Unless Be Heard. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Um, oh, I forgot to wish people happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. A little bit late now, but happy Veterans Day. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you.